The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the December 6th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to break down another and another injury in the NBA. It has just been ridiculous. Can it be November again or something? We thought October was going to be bad with uh, the, the two early injuries. With me to do so is Tommy Beer. What's up, man? Doing better than NBA stars because I don't have an injury currently, so I can't complain. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like, these are it's big-name guys all the time. Left and right, man. It yeah. seems every. Every other night, it seems like a, a guy, you know, you got a, a big cog, a top, you know, third round pick or something going yeah, down. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's usually we see these injuries to guys that you're not going to miss, but right. I mean, Devin Booker is going down. Is, that, that was scary. So in case you missed it last night, he was defending, I think, Fred Van Vliet, about half court, pulled up real lame, and he was basically frozen, uh, didn't go to the ground, had the trainers look at him, got kind of hoisted up. And carried off the court, didn't put weight on it. You know, he had no weight on at all. He was off the ground, and it, it just looked bad. The Suns revealed it's a strain adductor. So to give you some information on that, that is the muscle that brings your leg. If you have your leg kind of kicked out, that muscle brings your leg towards your other leg, aka the midline. And the abductor, you know, take away, uh, like you're gonna get abducted. That's what that means too. So. What's up, uh, human anatomy class? Pay attention. <laughs> um, so this is bad, man. I mean, the one thing that comes to mind, they said that they don't think it's a tear, which means, the translation means it's not a rupture. If he, like, that is a, that's a big muscle. It's one It's one of the thicker muscles in your leg. And if that thing tore, you're, you're out. Like, that's bad. But, um, you know, if it's a, if it's a grade two tear or whatever it is, it's going to be weeks. Uh, we saw him on crutches and in a wheelchair. Uh, so this is bad, man. For a team that is straight up tanking, one of a handful of teams that made no secrets about tanking this year. So I guess what do you do with Booker? Uh, as painful as it is to say about your fantasy, like that's I don't know, man. This is scary. The only optimism I would hold out for is it looked sort of similar to the Anthony Davis injury, mm-hmm. a non-contact. You know, first was the hip, that you know, the pelvis and the groin. Um, it certainly sounds more serious right off the bat with the abductor muscle, um, but maybe hope against hope that it's just a strain or just seized up on him or something weird happened, um, and we'll get some good news the next day or so. But uh, I agree with you that there's a. It certainly seems a likelihood that he's going to miss some extended time here. And they, as bad as they are, they're nine and seventeen. You know, we thought they were going to be a little worse than that. We thought yep. they'd be like, you know, five and twenty or something along those lines. Agreed. But um, you know, they they've got two teams behind them: the Kings and the Mavericks in the West. Uh, the Bulls are going to be below them. I think the Hawks are going to be below them. So I'm thinking they're like, all right, we're good without Booker. We'll lose out for the next fifteen twenty games. And because um, I mean, this this team is in shambles without him. Yes. So I, mean, I, I, if I'm like I don't, I would sell like this. We don't, we don't want guys that are on bad teams that are hurt. We, we hate that. We hate shutdown risk. 
Absolutely. And the Suns have shown uh, they have no hesitation, you know, shutting down. Obviously, Booker does not a veteran like Tyson Chandler, but we saw last year that um, once it comes time to shut guys down, they're not afraid to, to put guys on the shelf for extended periods. So what does this mean? Uh, this team, they were just starting to go no point guard. And also the big, big news to tie into this now, which is huge, is Mike James's contract ends today for his two-way deal. So if they're going to bring him back, it, would, it was pretty much coming down to, I thought, uh, really four things to do. One, let Mike James go. Two, trade, trade or buy out Monroe or trade or buy out. Chandler or uh, cut airplane mode, who's pretty much their only other shooting guard on their team now that's healthy, right. and he was with the North Arizona Suns, and then they have Troy Daniels as well, who I guess was an also an option to buy out uh, or cut. So how does this play into this, man? That's a good point because Jones is the only guy on the, on the team without a fully guaranteed contract, I believe, you know, for the rest of the season. So they could have saved some money there. But, yeah, now that Booker's down, it's it's really makes a really complicated situation. I'll be interesting to see if James plays hardball, what kind of contract he demands, um, you know, assuming he settles for the veteran minimum. Um, I don't know. It'll be it, it'll be very interesting to see. But yeah, at, at you know, just in terms of a um, you know notable fantasy impact, I think T.J. Warren obviously um, is going to see a big uptick. Um, you know, of guys that we know will definitely be around. Um, I think Warren sees a, sees a bit of a spike here. Yeah, Warren's a winner. Uh, I think the other sneaky winner is Tyler Ulis. Yeah, because uh, Warren is not a guy who distributes the ball. Dre Triano is big time on. And that was really what has been a difference for Booker's game. Is he's been a better distributor. Obviously, the scoring has been great, but um, this team needs ball handlers now. And TJ Warren is not. We love to, he's Tony buckets. Uh, yeah. he's not Tony distributor. So right. they need you, especially with this whole Mike James thing. Like, pick up Ulis right now. Uh, he's sitting on waivers. I think he's the big winner. And then the other takeaway too is they play TJ Warren at the two. They did that yesterday. So that means they're going to open up. That's going to happen. I think they're going to have to start Josh Jackson um, and play him. Play Warren at the two. Jackson at the three. Mix and match those two guys. I maybe open a Bender playing at the three. But. I mean, it, uh, or, or Dudley as well. They played, I'm pretty sure they've played Bender, occasional five, almost all four, no three, Dudley straight four, uh, and then Chris seldom five with four. So um, that helps. Uh, but again, I'm, the other thing too is Mike James, they need him on the backcourt. So that, yep. I, I think that this makes it more likely that Greg Monroe gets bought out today. They got to. You got to figure. They got to do something. I. You have to assume they've exploring all trade possibilities with all three of their centers. Um, but yeah, at at, certain, at one point in time, they're gonna have to make a decision here, fight the bullet. Um, and this this Booker injury may force their hand. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't you can't go into a game with Tyler Ulis, uh, to, uh, Troy Daniels, and airplane mode. Derek Jones Jr. as your only guards. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. That's so, not a good. That's not a good start. Yeah. So I mean, they what like they have to have another point guard, right? So like, would, would they think. maybe they trade maybe they trade Monroe for? They another, they could uh, do that. They could trade Monroe for another expiring contract point guard shooting yeah, guard contract guy who's not playing. Yeah, somebody like, they somebody they wouldn't have considered as of you know seven o'clock yesterday. Now yeah, maybe man, they, thirty thirty deep. Uh, there's gonna be a pickup today. I think. I think there's a good chance on that. True. That a guy wasn't playing, like maybe even like Michael Carter Williams or something like that. 
True. It's true. just been just awful, and they just need they just need guard. Ah, <sighs> so what else? Yeah, um, like Josh Jackson, I I wish he'd been playing better, but he's gonna play. Uh, yeah, his usage has gone up. He's just been so bad. I like him for points, but you know, pick him up. Maybe this new role playing the three next to Warren could help him. You know, we like guys on new roles. Fast offense too. They're I think second or that third um, fastest defensive possessions. They're fast on offense. They're top five at pace, I believe. So lots of like. Just he's just bad. Uh, and he, but he what he wasn't this bad last year in college. So yeah, you're right. Take take a flyer on him, um, and hopefully that he just rounds. He can't play much worse. Hopefully he rounds back into shape and you know puts up some some counting stats. Troy Daniels, do anything for you? You need threes. You need something. I guess, I guess you take a look at it, but I'm, yeah. I can't get excited. He's got to get like 23 minutes. He's pretty much. It, would you rather have him or Darius Miller? Miller's efficiency is really the thing. I guess it depends what you're looking for. Um, you know, if you're looking for somebody just to give you something and not hurt you, Miller's probably the bet. If you want to take a little bit more of an upside, a little more of an upshot, a guy that has a chance at a higher usage rate and, and more shot attempts, um, then I'd go the other route. And potentially a longer time. Like I think, yes. I think Booker's going to be out longer than Davis is. True, true. So that helps in his case as well. So the other injury, uh, um, Nurkic, Joseph Nurkic went down, rolled his ankle over, um, and then he tweeted out after the game, quote, difficult roads often lead to beautiful destinations, hashtag Rip City. We hate that. You don't you don't like when a player tweets out like something a, a sixteen year old girl that just got broken up, with, <laughs> out, you know, like just got dumped before the prom. You don't want to hear that type of stuff. And he's got a picture with uh with Boo Damien Lillard. They <laughs> <laughs> will make him feel a lot better. Oh god, stop with the injuries already. Stop it. For real. I can't take it. So, a couple things. Uh, this means Myers Leonard's in a rotation while he's out. Um, possibly starts. I think they liked Ed Davis in the second unit. But Ed Davis is a winner. Uh, I think I wouldn't mind picking him up, especially if you're punting free throws or if you're in a head-to-head and you are you know, you know, don't cherish that uh, that category. Um, he's been good. Well, He's had a couple double rebound games. His block rate's been pretty solid. Um, he's always been a pretty solid per-minute production guy. Yeah. You know, the opportunity. And we saw Myers Leonard play on Boogie the other day. Did all right. So Myers is a decent deep league pickup. That Myers Leonard gif of him fouling Boogie and then immediately apologizing is one of the highlights of the season, by the way. They're they they they're always there. They have a good moment pretty much every game. <laughs> yeah. And Myers Leonard, he has a very animated face. Yes. Um, Noah Vonley, I think, plays three minutes at center all year, so I don't think that really changes things. And I think Aminu played center like for a handful of minutes last year. So that's on the table Like if they went up against a team like the Nets or something like that. So those guys benefit a little bit, but it's not like... Like, if you didn't have your eye on Aminu, I think he should be on anyways. Like, I don't really see much value changing there. But like I said, pretty much Ed Davis first, Myers Leonard second, and then uptick for your other front. And even may, Actually, this may help Mo Harkless ever so slightly, although he's pretty True. much dead in the water. Yeah. It would take a lot for him to get revived, but yeah. you never know. Maybe keep an eye on it. Yeah. He needs to get a Hark monitor. Yes. Um, anyways... Uh, I think that's good for the injuries. Anybody else? That... Unfortunately, those um, Kalen Swanigan. You think uh, you think Biggie gets any any noise I here? I any... hope so. He wasn't playing the five, and I was kind of hoping he would. Um, I was hoping he would push Ed Davis, but it really hasn't come come around. Ed Davis has been hashtag the best shape of his life. Yeah, so, um, yeah. yeah I keep think... an eye on him. Yeah. Like if if Myers Leonard flames out, which we all know is definitely possible, then they may try Biggie out. Um, Biggie out 
Biggie and Boogie. Uh, we'll, let's see what their schedule looks like. See if they have anything that would may make them push to a certain big man. Let's see here. They oh, sh they get Houston on Saturday. Oh, there you go. And they're off for a few days, so they're off. They're off until Saturday. That's right. They only have two games this week. That's right. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, don't run and pick up anybody really. I think until we hear the word on Nurk. But if he's out, then that would be what I would do. Yep. Oh man, their schedule is brutal. Houston, Golden State, at Miami, and then they got a big road trip here. At Miami, at Orlando, at Charlotte, at Minnesota, versus Denver, versus San Antonio. Yikes. That's they've bad. actually they've had one of the top, I think it's three or four in terms of defensive efficiency. Yeah. They've had Boston for like a hot for a day, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with a relatively favorable schedule, so we'll see if that evens out as they kind of, you know, go back on the other on the other end of the spectrum here. For sure. Yeah, a couple big eighty two point games really helped them. Um eighty two yep. against or eighty six against Sacramento, eighty one against uh, they had only had eighty one there, so they've been yeah, they've been kinda of coming down. <sighs> okay, anything else you want to add on the two big injury news things? Nah, I think uh, yeah, that sums it up. Okay, so moving on. Tommy's got a Notables number column up, and he also went with uh, he had a lot of quick hits, but we also had some overlap for Jason Tatum, who's just been ridiculous. Uh, his last two games have been his most efficient, 109.5 true shooting, and 84.5 true shooting in his last two. His season low in true shooting is 43.4. So that's higher than... Uh, as of last night, 60 different NBA players are lower than that for the season, um, including Lonzo Ball, Frank Nilekina, Markel Fultz, and former Rookie of the Year Michael Carter-Williams. Uh, he's on pace to be the most efficient rookie basically ever, 64.9 true shooting. Only 12 players have hit 20 minutes, 15 usage rate, qualified for minutes, and 60 true shooting. And he's 5% higher than anyone, the highest of those dozen. So he's just marvelous, man. Uh, I, I he, that that trade from Ainge looks just brilliant. He looks like uh, a difference maker. Uh, incredible, right? It, what really made me think of it was I, I saw it, somebody tweeted something where Ainge is out west, you know, scouting, you know, the top three or four college players in the country right now. To think that he traded faults to get Tatum and what could be a, another top tier stud um, in the 2018 draft is is crazy when you think about it. Um, yeah, and just to, to tack on a couple um, facts uh, regarding Tatum. Um, no player, no rookie in NBA history has ever shot above 50% from three point range while attempting at least three per game. He's at 51.3 right now. Um, uh, and, and, and not just relative to rookies, Tatum's averaging 1.5, 1.53 points per shot this season, which is first among all non-centers. Um, uh, and he's ahead of James Harden, LeBron James, Yannick Kupo, Steph Curry. So um, he has been a joy to watch. Scary that the kid's just 19 years old. Um, incredibly bright future. So for those dynasty leaguers, um, this kid's got the goods. He's going to be a, a legit uh, top tier, especially those nine category where efficiency comes into play. Um, this, kid's the, this kid's the truth. Got to do more than score, though. We need some defense. Yeah. But he's, I mean, the efficiency alone is why he's been pretty much a top 30 player on the year. If you count total right. value, he's been just been so, you assume, so good. Assume the rebounds will come up a little bit as he gets older, matures into his body a little bit, the assists, um, start knocking down more threes. So, yeah, future is bright. Yeah, no low turnovers. He is yep. just not yep. cat gold, man. Uh, yep. Almost like almost like a young Otto Porter right now. Yes. Right? So, it's a good comparison, yep. Thank you, thank you. So what else you find out? 
Um, one of one of Tatum's uh, teammates, um, Al Horford, I think, um, has been flying under the radar a little bit, as as he tends to do um, in, in a lot of fantasy leagues. Um, but over the last three games, um, you know, shooting over seventy two percent, around seventy two percent from floor, um, seven rebounds, seven assists. Um, and on the season, um, he's on pace to become just the fourth player in history to average at least eight rebounds, five assists, one block, and one three-pointer. Um, other three players who have done it previously per basketball reference are Scottie Pippen, Draymond Green, and, and KD. So um, Horford's another one of those guys, nine-cat golds. Um, doesn't get a lot of press, doesn't get a lot of attention, not as sexy as a lot of other um, top-round picks uh, on draft day, but um, this dude delivers the goods. Love him. Um, he, you look at his numbers and it looks, if you're taking away the blocks, like he looks like a point guard. Yes. You know, he's scoring like 14 a game, only like six rebounds, six assists, but then the blocks, the threes are there. He's a fit. He's super efficient, makes his free throws. And as a matter of fact, one of my teams, I have him and Gobert. And I talked about this, um, on a previous pod. Like I'm, I'm entertaining the idea of trading. It's, it's nine cat assist to turnovers the ninth. And I'm entertaining the idea of trading away Gobert and punting big categories because I still have Horford there to boost my assists, my assists to turnover, my threes. And he's like, like I said, he's like a guard. So my plan would be to crush and free throws, three pointers, assists, assist to turnover ratio, points, and steals. Good strategy to take. If you can get Horford as your center, that's you can you can really line up a team that can dominate those categories. Yeah, it's just I don't I don't feel comfortable losing all those blocks though. Like he's still pretty valuable in blocks. That's the only reason why I'm hesitant to do it. Because he's been racking them up. Yep. So and that's hard to do. We always talk about how hard blocks are to get consistently, and especially when they're not he's not he's not hurting anywhere else. Seventy nine percent from the line, fifty six percent from the field. Like definitely cat like. Anything yes. else you wanna you wanna share? Um, let's pick one. What, what do you, uh, you want a Jimmy Butler stat, a LeBron James or, uh, Drummond? Pick one. Let's do Jimmy Butler. We talked a lot about, uh, Drummond and plenty of LeBron. LeBron gets plenty of press as is. Sure. Um, Jimmy Buckets was not really getting buckets over the first uh, few weeks of the season. Um, it's kind of an interesting kind of delineation point. Um, over his first 12 games, he was averaging 15.3 points, um, 0.7 trays, um, shooting just under 40% from the floor and under 30% from three. Uh, since uh, mid-November, uh, so, so over his last 11 games, he's he's back on the ball, um, averaging 22.8 points, uh, 5.6 boards, 1.7 trays, over two steals, shooting uh, 49% from the floor and 42% from downtown. So um, I think uh, I got a couple tweets and email questions earlier uh, in the season. You know, should we panic about Butler? Is he going to fit in? Is he going to find his way with the with the new Wolves? Um my advice was to not only hold on to him, um, but also target him in other leagues um, for anybody else that might be willing to or looking to move him at, at, at even a slight discount. Um, because that, that buy low window has slammed shut, um, but anybody that got in before then um, is reaping the benefits. Yep, free throws are the thing. Uh, first 10 yep. games, four and a half attempts, one through, uh, 11 through 20, 5.3, last five, 6.6. It's like up and up and up and up. And same thing with efficiency. You look at his first 10. 43.3% from the field, 44.3% from the field, 47.7% from the field. And then he's shooting 90.9% lately with, on those attempts from the line. The steel, like Everything is just torning straight up right now. So it took some time. And, yeah, we were a little worried. But he, if you bought Jimmy Butler at, like, top 45 or top 40, you're 
pretty, you're looking pretty awesome. Yep. You know, just one of those lessons, you know, small sample size, trust in guys that you have seen year after year, um, you know, put in work. Um, they'll figure their situation out eventually. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll find a way to, to contribute, even if it's on a new squad. Um, and that's what we're seeing with Jimmy Buckets. Would you say, like, he's been so good. Like, he's been what? Like, pretty much like the last 10 or so. I think he's like top five or six or seven. Gotta be, gotta be. Top yeah, 10. with the way he's stealing and efficiency wise and threes and all that stuff. Would, would you sell him at like top 10? Uh, yeah, if I got top 10 value back. Um, oh, well, okay, actually, I got asked this on a pod uh, yesterday, a guest pod. Jimmy Butler or Stephen Curry with the new injury? Oh, man. <laughs> I'd take Steph. Yeah. I, assuming I have a decent team and I can eat two, I, I can eat three weeks. I'll, I'll, I'll put on the outside, you know, three, you know, I can eat 10 games, or, you know, 12 games, something like that. Because um, I think, especially, you know, in, in the playoff format, um, you know, Curry's a big, Curry was number one, you know, for, for a while there. I, I'd, I'd, I'd be willing to, to, to part with for, for Steph. Yeah. I said, I said the same, it's the same thing. Like if my team's doing well and if you have yeah. Curry, you're probably doing pretty well. Yes. So, yep. uh, yeah, just, just stick it out with Curry. Yep. <sighs> All right, man. Uh, All right, so sir. Good stuff. A lot of games again today. Uh, got a lot going on. Check out the site. Check out Tommy's notable numbers and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks brother. Okay, so moving right along, we are going to talk some numbers game with Ryan Kanask. Going to talk a little bit about basically where the stats lie for value. What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, it's going well. So this was, yeah, I went back. I was looking through my archive of columns, and this is one I hadn't done since January 2015. So I figured it was it was time for a reboot. Um, so I looked at, I basically grabbed every player in the league, uh, got rid of any scrub who hasn't averaged at least 15 minutes or appeared in 10 games. Uh, that left us with 277 players, which is a good, you know, even in a deep league, that's going to be probably more more players than are relevant. Um, and then I broke them down into groups of 50. So I ranked them all by 8-cat value and then looked at, like, players 1 through 50, players 51 to 100, and basically just looked at their statistical averages so you could see where the numbers lie as you go down. Um, for instance, um, like players 1 through 50 average 1.63 per game on average. Uh, but when you get down to 150-200 range, they're only averaging 60% of that total. So there's a pretty significant drop-off there, but it's even more significant for scoring is one of the, the biggest ones that drops off. So... I find that after the top 100 players, you're only going to get half as many points as you would in the early rounds. Um, just not a lot of them out there. Also, free throw attempts really fall off hard. Um, and blocks. Blocks become very difficult to find on the wire. Yeah, we, that's, we hammer that point home. Whenever you're dropping a center who can block shots, you know that he's a hot commodity. Someone will pick him up almost in any league that I'm in if you drop a block man. He's gonna get yeah. added just on the hope, just on the off chance he turns it around. It's so hard to add that. Yeah, and they they drop off quick too, because guys at the very low end don't. There's not a lot of blocks available, and even the guys uh, players ranked 50 to 100, they're only getting half as many blocks, about well 55 percent as the as the top 50. So that's a huge drop off. That's as big as any other category. Um, in fact, it's the biggest. So yeah, you see a real plummet there. Um, as you said, it puts a premium on, on those guys who might not otherwise have any appeal, like John Henson or Marquise Chris. 
Um, it also gives sneaky value to out of position guys who can block shots. You're talking your Dwayne Wade's, uh, Danny Green. He's at almost 1.4 swats per game this year. Tyler Johnson's been good. Um, and I'm interested to see how do you like Jonathan Isaac when he gets healthy? Because he was blocking, I think, close to two shots per game in limited minutes. We love uh, Jonas and I were on for Friday, or yeah, Friday, and we were like gushing over this guy because of what you said, like the blocks would be there and steals. He'd be like kind of mini Draymond without the dimes. Yeah, um, and the magic. I mean, Frank Vogel said, he's like, I don't want to admit that we're missing a rookie, but we really are. Yep. So I think I think the minutes are going to be there. Yeah, I, I really like him as a speculative pickup. Alfred Payne said the same thing. He's like, yeah, we miss Jonathan Isaac right now. Yeah. It's weird yeah. to see all these guys just rally around this young player. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you mentioned, we were talking before about guys who like don't block at all because Jermichael Green had his first block of the season on Saturday uh, against Kevin Love. Um, trivia question. So we were looking at players that played uh, at least 500 minutes with five or fewer blocks, and it's 51 players. Like, that's pretty yeah. crazy. And two jump out. So one guy has played 524 minutes without a block, and another has played 673 minutes and hasn't even <laughs> lucked into a block yet. And that is Mr. Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, um, that's incredible. Like to not luck into a block in that amount of playing time. That's, that's that's something else. And the other one you with the high minutes is Reggie Jackson, right? Uh, Jordan Clarkson's um, five twenty four. Oh, okay. Reggie, Reggie Jackson Reggie has six twenty four for Reggie, one block. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. JJ Barea, Marco Bellinelli doesn't yep. have a block. Uh, Bohan Bogdanovich. Oh, they, have Terry... for, they have them for one on here to, for oh, basketball okay. reference. Oh, maybe it's just rounding down to point zero. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just total blocks. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, that's probably what happened. But and yeah. I think I think OG Ananobi either has one or zero, which uh, that surprised me. Yeah, I don't think he has. He may not qualify for minutes for the five hundred minutes something. Yeah, that's and among my list of the top two hundred seventy-five players in ACAT qualifying, so they've played at least fifteen minutes a game. Um, there's not a single guy who doesn't have a steal. So that kind of points out, because, I mean, you, you got a guy like Michael Beasley, Doug McDermott, I think they've blocked or had one steal each. Um, but just the fact that steals are so much more common. So when we're talking about blocks, it's really just scarcity. It's because they're concentrated in so few players. So um, this, I think the numbers I pulled really just kind of drive that home. When you see the percentages plummeting of blocks availability, it it makes it a, a stark case to get them, get them early. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, too. So of this group, the 53 guys or 51 guys, like the guys that are leading in steals are good. Uh, like Russell Westbrook has 48 steals. Curry has 40. Austin Rivers has been pretty good there with 33. Uh, Rubio also, has, he only has four blocks in the season. But uh, yeah, also Josh Jackson, for as big as he is, he only has five blocks on the year. So. Well, I'll ask you quickly, what, what are you doing with Josh Jackson? We were like, oh, yeah, new opportunity with Booker. Um, he's been terrible. Like, would you pick him up and hope this new opportunity gets him going, playing next to TJ Warren more? Uh, no. I mean... Yeah, he's been so bad. He's shooting under 40% on the season, barely over 50% from the from the line. Um, turning the ball over. You know, he's got 
almost twice as many turnovers as assists. So you've seen flashes. I mean, some of the, the defensive upsides there. He's had some nice some nice moments, but I'm I'm not quite buying him right now. Yeah, it's purely speculative, like we were saying. Just hope that this new opportunity gets him going. Because if Booker's yeah. out for a month or two months or whatever it is, um, they they got to play him. So, new opportunity. Yeah, it depends. I mean, if you just have a, a dead spot in your roster, I suppose it can't hurt if there's no one more reliable on the wire. Yeah, for sure. Like you're, and chances are, if your league's pretty good, someone in your league's probably stashing him anyways. Yeah, yeah, so. and it depends. Obviously, points leagues where the percentages don't really hurt. Yeah. Um, but speaking of percentages, that's another one you find, especially free throws. It's it's very tough to find high volume free throw shooters on the waiver wire. So if you're losing that category week after week, you're probably not going to really find, you know, free agents who can hit enough of them. You could find guys who shoot high percentages from the line, but they're not going to get the volume that you need. Um, just a very tough thing to find on the wire. Um, so like who I was going to look up the amount of guys that are 80% free throw uh, with five attempts, it's got to be pretty small. Like there's not like, and that's not someone you can pick up off the wire. Like that just gets it going. Yeah. It's going to be a handful of guys. You're DeRozan and Harden and Durant guys like that. Um, whereas there are a lot more guys who are going to drag you down. Like even a surprising guy, uh, Andrew Wiggins has just been terrible from the free throw line this year. And he's getting a lot of attempts, more than five per game, but he's shooting 65%. So that's kind of tanking his value. Um, no one in the league, obviously, worse than Dwight Howard. He's he's just been amazingly bad. He's been so bad. Actually, if you took DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Jordan and Andre Drummond and doubled their impact in free throws, they still would not be as bad as Dwight has been. They've been he missed the boat. Dwight, everyone's getting better at free throws except for yeah. him. <laughs> you know, he's getting worse. He's shooting a career yeah. low, forty-eight oh. percent. Uh, if if you had if you had Steph Curry and James Harden, you still wouldn't break even if you had Dwight on your team. Yeah, he's yeah. It's like we we said this every preseason. Like if you're taking those guys, you're punting. Like you cannot. Oh, like oh, I'll draft this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy to overcome that. Like no, you're killing their value by doing that. Yeah, so, which obviously, if you own Dwight, you know that at this point because you haven't won that category once. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I did look it up. So the amount of guys that are five attempts per game, free throw, over eighty percent. One of them is Jeremy Lin, so throw him out uh, for being hurt. But yeah, you only got thirteen guys, and they're pretty elite. Uh, I'll run them down super quick: Harden, Curry, Lillard, Aldridge, Love, two big men. Uh, Porzingis also another big man. Kemba, DeRozan, Butler, Beal, Booker, ouch, Marcus Saul as well, and Mike Conley. So. Yeah, and and not one of those guys. Like you could find someone who contributes to steals. You could even find a block specialist. But like, where are the free throw specialists? Those guys don't exist. Um, you know, so everyone you just mentioned is probably what top top seventy five. Yeah, um, I'm probably not Conley even per game because he's actually the low man on field goal of that group. Yeah. Uh, man, Lamarcus Aldridge, he's 51% from the field. He's a high man from the field. Um, DeRozan also has been pretty good, 48%. Curry has been 47%. Love Love has also been killer, uh, 47%. So only a handful mm. of guys getting the we line need a, and shoot over 47%. That's it. We, we, need, a Corey, we need a Corey, Corey Maggetti type guy yes. who uh, you can find on the waiver wire, and he'll give you eight free throws a game. Uh, what's Lou, Lou Williams? Oh, he's under. I think he's under 80%. That's probably why he's not showing up, right? 
Because he's, get, he's getting the line five times a game, isn't he? Yeah, probably. Oh, no, he's just a straight under. 4.6, yeah. but he's at 90%. But so hitting at a 90% clip. Yeah, that's great. Uh, but, yeah, yeah so anyway, stuff like that, and there's a lot more. I mean, you could look at every category and kind of go through it. Um, I might even post the entire spreadsheet on Excel for people to, to – uh, Google Sheets for people to download. So. Nice. Um, anything else? Do you want, want to chime in on NERC? Uh, or do you get any – yeah, you have NERC in 30, man, right? I have Nurk in at least two leagues. Um, he's been a disappointment. Uh-huh. But, yeah, hopefully that injury, you don't like it when a guy's grabbing up high on his on his ankle. So hopefully he's not out too, too long. Um, tough to peg a clear winner here because I think the Blazers will go small a lot, probably see a little bit more Aminu, a little more Vonla, um, Ed Davis. They even played Zach Collins at the end of last night's game after he had been a DMP through three quarters. So I, th- I think there's just too many options they can go. They can play more th- uh, three guard lineups, which they've been doing lately. So not a not a clear win for anybody. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be tweeting a lot about the listed as a starter with Coach Terry Stotts. He's like the king of listed as a starter. Yeah. And so yeah, like we said, and they're off till Saturday, so maybe Nurk won't miss more than like four or five games. Big road trip coming up, as I said earlier. Uh, yeah. Um, anything else you want to add? Uh, no, just right. check out the column. There's a lot more in there if you want to dig around. Sounds good, man. All right, see you guys. Enjoy your Wednesday, and thanks for coming on, Ryan. You got it, Mike. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.